follower of Jesus. It's the most important thing in my life. The most healing, healthy thing for the human brain is a belief in God and prayer. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd, and welcome to the Spiritual Laws of Nature. I have today what I believe is a really, really special spiritual law of nature. Um, in fact, I've been asked this before. If, uh, if someone was only going to hear one of these and, and put, in, put one of them into action in their life, which one would you choose? And I don't know that I can ever answer that. There's, there's a lot of them that I think are really important. Uh, and there's a lot of them that apply to almost everyone. But it might very well be this one that I'm about to share with you today. Um, of all the studies that have been done, we talked about this not long ago, on what people want most. You know, like the Gallup polls and everything? Overwhelmingly, what they found is happiness. Unless someone has a serious health condition, uh, it's tends to be happiness. But when you dig down into their definition of happiness, it tends to be to feel good now and feel good later. And that's most people's number one for themselves, for me, for you. And the number two, as long as they have this one, is for others that they love and care about to feel good now and feel good later. Because if these people don't feel good, that's going to impose on me feeling good, okay? So I want that, but this is primary importance, okay? So uh, in the 30 years or so I've been working with people, I would agree with those polls. I, I, I think this is what almost everyone I've ever worked with wanted most, to feel good now and feel good later, okay? Well, I want to share with you that I believe we have cracked the code, finally, in natural health, psychology, self-help, and I have something I'm going to share with you today that will allow you to feel good now and feel good later. What do I mean by that? Positive emotions and feelings, positive thoughts, positive actions and behaviors, health getting better all the time, um, immune system working like Hulk, um, everything in your life getting better and better and better and positive. Okay, and uh, it's a major breakthrough, I believe, and I'm going to share with you how you can get it, but in a few minutes. Okay, all right. <clears throat> results, all results, go through the door of belief. Okay, so your internal beliefs drive your actions, feelings, thoughts, and results. Okay? So if you have a wrong belief, you're probably going to end up at a result you don't like very much. Not the one you wanted. If you don't believe the truth about something, 
and you start acting about that situation, chances are it's not going to be the best outcome it can be because you don't understand the situation completely. And if you understood it completely, you would probably have a little different belief, think a little different, act a little different, and have a different outcome. Okay? So all results come through the door of what you believe internally. Okay? Uh, according to the latest, greatest research, and this is all very well done and very recent, about 50% of what we believe from our memories is in error. It's not true. Okay? So there's already a big obstacle to you having the best results in your life, which is to feel good now and feel good later, because you're acting thinking, believing things that aren't true, trying to get to a result that is your best possible result. It's like, uh, it's like putting um, uh, gasoline that's like 10 octane and full of a bunch of garbage in your car. It may run okay today. It may run okay for a week. But before long, that thing's start, going to start breaking down and you're not going to be able to use it to get to your destination and that valuable car may end up being trash because it may destroy the engine. Okay? That's a pretty good parallel to the lies that we believe about ourselves and our life that are passed down from past generations. It's a sins of the fathers thing. Okay? that we have misinterpreted as children. You know, uh, a five-year-old throwing a temper tantrum, okay? Almost always have a wrong belief from that situation, okay? Because it, you, it, you were throwing a temper tantrum and massive adrenaline was being released. So that's labeled as a trauma in you when in reality it may have been nothing. Your mom wouldn't let you have a Coca-Cola or something when she went to the drugstore. Well, that's not a trauma, but it can be a trauma in you that is affecting every single day of your life as it resonates that negative signal to your brain. Okay? So, all results, whether good or bad, or in between, go through the door of belief. But, we've got to keep in mind that a lot of our beliefs are wrong, in error, so we have to search for the whole truth. Okay? Uh, probably 50% of all people I've ever worked with have never done that. They've just accepted what their parents said. They've just accepted what the experts say. They've just accepted what the people around them think. Okay? Uh, and, and, and they live their life based on that, thinking, well, they're smarter than me, or they've, they've looked at it and I haven't. It's, it's really just kind of mental laziness, okay? Let me promise you one thing. You will never get close to your best possible life without going on a pilgrimage and searching out the whole truth for your life and the things that are important to you. Okay? You will never get there. On the other hand, if you do that, 
you're almost guaranteed that that search will give you information you didn't have before. Usually there's a key piece of information you're missing somewhere if your life isn't what you want it to be. And when you find that key piece, it, it's like, and a lot of times people even do this physically. Oh, I get it now. Okay? Now, and maybe they don't do it out loud, but they think that. inside. Oh, oh yeah. I see, I see. They often say, I see. Yeah, that makes sense. That new understanding leads to a new and very powerful belief that can do the impossible, that can take you to your best possible life. Uh, when I was in um, elementary, uh, middle school, and high school, I went to a small school and Every once in a while, we would have an um, assembly where there would be some special presentation. And my favorite one, and uh, when we were graduating, some of my fellow seniors were talking about this, and it was a whole bunch of people's favorite one. And it was a karate exhibition. So this school of karate came, and at our assembly, they did this show for us. And they were jumping all over the place and doing flips and and breaking boards and breaking bricks and breaking all kinds of stuff. And it was just fantastic. It was very fast and there was music and uh, really, really wonderful. Well, at the end of that presentation, the master, I think he was like a triple black belt or something, but the master of that school said, hang on a minute. Um, don't anybody leave. I, want, I, I need to share something and then we'll be done. He said, I want to tell you a story. And it's a true story. He said, there, there was a school, of karate, a school of martial arts in Japan hundreds of years ago. And they were going to do a presentation for their uh, parents, for the relatives, for the town they lived in. And... Um, and so for months, they prepared for that. And so the day came, the big crowd came, the whole town almost was there, and they do the uh, demonstration, and it goes great, and everybody's ooing and on and clapping and everything. And then the very last thing is everything stopped, and I believe he was 10 years old. This little 10-year-old boy comes out and, you know, gets ready, does his thing, and breaks, I don't remember what he broke, but it was several, whatever, whatever it was, it was several of them, okay? And everybody clapped, and that was the end of the demonstration. And then the master of that old karate school in Japan, hundreds of years ago, came out and made this statement. What you have just watched this 10-year-old boy do, break whatever it was, the last thing has never been done by any martial artist in the history of the world. I've never been able to do it. None of the other masters in Japan have ever been able to do it. None of the masters in China have ever been able to do it. We've tried many times, but couldn't do it. And then he, he uh, told the story of how months ago he um, 
decided he was going to try this, and, and this was a really good student. And over the months, he had built him up. You know, you break one, then you break two. And, and he always told the young man, you can do this. I know you can do this. And the master explained, that's exactly what he believed. He believed he could do it, even though no master had ever done it. His belief was that no master had ever done it because they all believed they couldn't do it because no one ever had. But this boy didn't know anything about any of that. And the master kept telling him, you can do it. I know you can do it. And the, and the young boy didn't know no one had done it. So they get up finally to the day and he comes out, does exactly what the master told him and he does it for the first time ever in history. And how does he tell his parents and everyone he was able to do that? He believed he could do it. A hundred percent, with no, no reservation. His master drilled that into him. So he never thought about not being able to do it. Okay? That's how powerful a belief can be. And we have seen evidences of that same thing in the world over and over and over in the area of sports, in the area of uh, architecture, in the area of man-made um, man-made buildings and things. Think the pyramids. Think about, you know, uh, uh, the Freedom Tower in New York. Think about the Empire State Building. Think about, I mean, Many times we have witnessed people doing what at one time people thought was impossible. Well, how did that happen? Happened with two elements. Number one is a complete understanding of the whole truth. The word integrity means the whole truth with nothing missing, all of it, okay? Once you see the whole truth, you have that, oh, I see, and immediately a belief is born that has enormous power to, the, and, and, and along with that belief are the feelings, thoughts, chemicals in the body, and actions consistent with that new belief. In other words, you can do it and it feels kind of effortless. Not like I'm having to force it and push it. Why? Because the power's in the belief, not your arms. All right? Which that karate demonstration um, was a great example of. So, to me, when it comes to feel good now, feel good later, we've, we've got a couple of choices. Um, here's one choice. <laughs> Or, or ice cream, or pornography, or um, watching TV, or anything that you do. It's not what you do. There's nothing wrong with these. In fact, I think these are great, and as long as I keep it in balance. Some of the sickest people I have ever seen in my life were strict vegetarians, vegans, etc. They were so constantly worried about every bite they put in their mouth that the stress absolutely eats them alive on the inside. Okay? So, 
it, it doesn't have to be that hard. It, it's everything in balance, okay? So yeah, I have a treat every once in a while, but it's out of balance to eat the whole box. It, it, it's okay to have that bowl of ice cream, but maybe not a half a gallon, and maybe not ice cream every day, okay? But, and, and balance is different for different people, but in balance. So I'm not saying these things are wrong, but if I'm using this and those other things I named and a thousand more in order to try to accomplish this, I'm on the wrong path. Okay? The other way I can try to get this is this one. This is the uh, front page of USA Today. A few years ago, I picked it up in an airport, all right? And on the bottom of the front page is uh, an article about a new research study that just came out. And, and you need to know, I've been getting USA Today for 35 years. They, they, uh, they never put an article like this about a self-help or psychology research study on the front page, or very, very extremely rarely, all right? This is on the front page. Why? Because it was major headline news all over the world. It's a new study out of Europe. Uh, over many years, over 10,000 participants, and what they found, and you may have heard me uh, talk about this before, but indulge me, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to a conclusion here. What they found is that if your relationships are conflicted, anger, irritation, frustration, secrets, unforgiveness, etc., you have a 300% greater chance of getting a major disease by middle age and dying. And if you, even if you don't get it by middle age, and even if you don't die, you get the picture. You're going to feel bad and be sick and die sooner. Okay? Flip it upside down. If your relationships are harmonious, full of love, joy, peace, you have problems. Sure, everybody has problems, but you don't sweep them on the rug, and you don't just blow the other person away. You work it out in truth and love, and you keep working it out until you can get to a harmonious conclusion, okay? People who live that way have a 300% chance to not get it, 300% greater chance to not get a disease and live to an old age healthy and happy. Why? Because the way we are built, going for this in order to feel good now and feel good later spikes your stress and turns on the failure switch. With your priority on relationships and what is in love, what is best, what is win-win-win, what is right, right now and in every situation, telling the truth, being kind, not to get something, but even if I don't get anything because I believe it's in love and I'm committed to love and the right way to live. All right? 
living that way leads directly, in fact, you can't keep it from happening to feel good now and feel good later. It creates positive thoughts, positive feelings, positive chemicals, positive actions and behaviors, right positive beliefs, etc. All right, let me go a different place. Um, the Apostle Paul in uh, Romans 7 says an astounding thing. He says, I do not understand my own actions. Now, I told you a minute ago that results go through the door of belief. You can't get to results without the belief. And every belief leads to a result, either a good one, a bad one, or in the middle. All right? So belief equals results. But understanding equals belief. Jesus told uh, a parable, the parable of the sowers, where he talked about a uh, farmer who was planting seed. And he said, some seed's going to fall onto good soil and uh, produce fruit. Some will fall on the rocks and die. Some will fall on rocky soil. Some will fall on maybe good ground. But before it can take root and produce fruit, the evil one will come and snatch it away. So picture like a bird. You know, that, that seed falls on the ground in fertile soil, but a bird swoops down and grabs it and eats it. Okay? Well, what's the point? Jesus said he was using the parallel of the sower and the word and the truth and believing the truth, finding the truth, searching until you find the truth, the whole truth, until, you, until it resonates with you and you say, oh, yeah, I see. I, yeah, I get it now. Okay? That's understanding. And what Jesus said is that it's snatched away before it can be understood. If it had not been snatched away, it, it would have been understood, and because on fertile ground, it would have produced fruit. So, belief equals results, but understanding equals belief. It's almost guaranteed that if you've got some area of your life that's not working for you, or you're in pain, or you're not getting this, all right? It's because you don't understand all of the facts. You don't understand the whole truth. So you need to go on a pilgrimage search to find the whole truth, not just what your parents told you or the preacher or me or books or anything, but all of it until you find the whole truth and have that, aha, yeah, I see. And when that happens, a new belief will be born that will propel you like a power that propels you, not in your strength, but it's working through you, the power of God, the power of love. And what it's going to produce is to feel good now and feel good later. Yes, you'll have pain. Yes, you'll have people close to you die. Yes, you'll have things that don't work out. Yes, you'll stub your toe. 
but going through those things in love and truth takes you to an even higher level of feeling good now and feeling good later. So really, those are like little opportunities to get even more of what you want most. Okay? So, which are you prioritizing today? Are you prioritizing the, the, the thing that you can have control of and manipulate that is going to make you feel good even if it's for five minutes or an hour or a day or two or a week, okay? And then, very often, right after you've eaten it, you may feel bad, guilty, especially if you ate too much of it or you were trying to lose a little weight or like I am now or, or whatever. You may feel bad instead of good, all right? But no matter what happens, if this is the way you are trying to accomplish this, and this represents instant gratification, it represents seek pleasure and avoid pain now. And by the way, this is both. To feel good now and feel good later, that is pleasure and pain avoidance. Both. Okay? Well, we're never going to avoid pain completely. But what we want to do is transform that pain into more feeling good that takes us up to a higher level. Here's how it worked with me. Hope kicked me out of the house when I was 28. Said, I can't stand to live with you anymore. At that time, the most hated thing in the world for me was to clean toilets. And she knew it. And I mean, I had like a phobia obsession with toilets. All right? In a bad way. Um, I would never do that. But if I was absolutely forced, it would just be awful. And it'd probably ruin the rest of my day. Okay? And I would go to all kinds of lengths to get out of doing it. Well, during our separation, I had a spiritual experience, a spiritual rebirth for me with God. And, and, and for the first time in my life, I got all of the information about love and realized I'd been living fake love, not real love, and came to understand, aha, I see what real love is is. And I got down on my knees, prayed to God, made a vow, a commitment that I was going to live that way as best I can rest, the rest of my life, which is prioritizing relationships, loving hope with real love, no matter what the result of that is. Even if she marries someone else and is raising someone else's kids, I'm still going to love her. Okay? Now I might get married again, and marry someone else and love them too, but I will always love her, no matter what. And I believe that's the way love is meant to work. All right? So, when I did that, and I, I meant it, I didn't just say it, I meant it from the bottom of my heart. Something changed in me that, is, that changed the rest of my life, and I've never gone back. Now, I've messed up. I mess up more than anybody I know. And I have all kinds of pains. But no matter what they are, I go through them in love, not in anger, irritation, at least for the most part. At least way more than I ever dreamed of before. 
And here's what happened. Hope and I are back together. We had a recommitment ceremony for our marriage. We're more in love than we've ever been. And we're going to clean the house. Some of you have heard this story, but hang on. I'm about to draw this to a conclusion. And uh, we go in to clean the house, and she sends me to one end of the house to clean the toilets, knowing full well my uh, dread, hatred of that. Now, I'm not saying she did that on purpose that day. Maybe she did, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, a few minutes later, she comes marching down the hallway kind of irritated because she knows I'm not cleaning the toilet because she hears me singing loudly and joyfully and knows if I'm cleaning a toilet, I, I, no way. So I've got to be goofing off, right? She gets to the door of the bathroom, looks down, and I'm cleaning the toilet. It had never occurred to me what was happening. It had never occurred to me that I didn't like cleaning toilets. So while I was cleaning the toilet, I felt good. In fact, I felt great, not good, because we were so much in love. And, and I had changed my life, and I was now living love instead of living What's in it for me? Okay? And it will do that in you as well. So, in order to feel good now and feel good later, there is no magic liquid. There is no pill. By the way, I did that uh, at, a, at a live workshop one time. And every time I talked about what the success response in the brain does, I would hold this up. And I was doing it as an experiment. And at the end of the talk, I grabbed it again and I said, okay, now let me tell you how, how you can get this in a lifetime supply. And I kid you not, about half the people in that auditorium were already reaching for their wallet. I mean, they were going to buy it. They were going to buy 20 cases of it, no matter what it cost. All right? Well, I would too, I guess. But it ain't for sale that way. And it never will be. But the way you get it is just what I've described. You prioritize as number one, not me feeling good, not feeling good now and feeling good later, but relationships and doing my part for them to be in love and truth. And if there's a problem, working it out in truth and love. And always working until we get to a win-win-win situation with no losers. Doing what I believe is right and best at that moment. Not putting it off, but right now. That is what will purchase this for you. And, it, and I've never seen anyone who I have worked with on these things, who did this long-term and did not get to this place. So, that's my offer today. And I believe it is the most biblical, scriptural thing in the world. Jesus said, love God, love others, sums up the entire law. John said, you will know them by your love. Okay? 
Paul, I do not understand what I do. What I do is not what I want. But then, after that, he says, but even then, when that happens, it's not be me doing it, and thanks be to God, who always leads us in victory. Okay? So, to feel good now and feel good later, which I'm betting money, if I had any, is what you want most, I've just told you how to get it. And it may be the only way you can get it. I'm not sure I've discovered another way. And of course, the paradox is to focus here not on the relationships, not on the love, not on the win-win-win, but whatever makes me feel good. And with that, you get the vicious cycle, addiction, negative habits, and that feeling that something's missing. And this is not my best life. Focusing here, you get this, and it will permeate everyone around you, and they will start getting this. They'll start feeling better now and later. And once you experience that, I think like me and like so many others I've worked with, you will never go back. So um, I challenge you to seek and find the whole truth about, about your situations, about what's not working in your life, until you understand, gives birth to a belief, and you prioritize love, relationships, what is right, what is best, right now. Giving, letting go of the end results, whether they're painful or not, pleasurable or not. It's not my job. When you let go of that, all the stress goes away. Hope it makes sense. But um, I believe today, tomorrow, if you'll do what I'm suggesting, it's your choice. It has to be your choice. If you eliminate the choice, you eliminate love. So it is your choice. You can feel good now, feel good later, whether you're cleaning a toilet or President of the United States or anything in between. And that's what I wish and hope and pray for you. And I believe that's the message of the gospel too. Through the pain, through the uh, um, negative circumstances that we all go through, we do it in love, not in fear and anger and hatred. And then that takes us even to a higher place. Uh, one of the reasons Hope and I, I believe, are close, as close as we are, is because we've been through so much together and worked it out. The closest people I've ever seen in my life are people who shared a foxhole together, okay? And um, they've looked death in the face together and had each other's back. And today, they will do anything for that person. And it's, it's the same for the other person. 
So um, if you want to feel good now and later, I believe that's how you do it. So join hands with me and thousands and hundred thousands around the world who are choosing to put one foot in front of the other, may not happen overnight, to live this way and um, not following me, all of us the same together. Have a wonderful, blessed day.